one rental at a time. And this is, of course, your daily financial news show. This is something we do seven days a week. Uh, six, uh, six days we do it at 7.30. So if you'd like to attend live, always start right around 7.30, maybe plus or minus a minute or two. And then on Thursdays, so tomorrow, we do it at 7 a.m. Because in addition to this daily financial show, Monday through Friday, I bring you multi-millionaire experts. They could be real estate entrepreneurs. They could be uh, syndicators. They could be uh, you know, someone who started in small residential and then expanded to apartments. Uh, again, these experts give their time every week. Uh, we typically tackle three topics a day. So uh, realize that if you come to one rental at a time, you are first A, going to get a lot of original content every day. But it is also going to be content that is supposed to help you move the needle forward. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we do a live show on Saturday at 8 a.m., uh, and then we do kind of a wrap-up on Sunday. So again, one rental at a time channel is for you. Uh, importantly, we do original content every day. Most stuff's live. Uh, actually, the only stuff that gets recorded are the interviews, but again, those are live as well uh, because I don't uh, believe in wasting my time editing videos. I want to uh, create the content for you and then move forward with my day. Uh, so when we are looking at the daily financial news for April 7th, Wednesday, April 7th, lots of things caught my attention. First and foremost, got to talk about this uh, rare Superman comic. I don't know. It, I didn't realize it was action number one was created in 1938. Apparently, there's only 100 or so of them out there. Um, this one just sold for a record $3.25 million. Wow, for a comic book pretty crazy. It's obviously, if you don't know, it's the one that introduced Superman to the world and most credit with being the origination of the superhero genre that we all know and love today uh, via, you know, movies, action figures and the like. So yeah, $3.25 million. This comic was actually purchased just in 2018 for a cool $2 million. So I don't know about you, but I'm like, hmm, you know, Went up, what, 50%, maybe a little more than 50%. Take out transaction costs, probably only 50% in three years. Uh, is that an investment? I don't know. Anyways, somebody's got too much money on their hand to spend $3.25 million on a comic book. Uh, next up, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon, you know, I would normally joke, has been watching this channel, uh, but I have too much respect for him to, um, to make that joke here. But he is he put out yesterday in his investor uh, kind of summary exactly what I hope to have been communicating on, on this channel for the last four to six months. This is basically what Jamie Dimon said. I've kind of summarized a paragraph into kind of bullet points. Uh, we're going to have an economic boom that could easily last to 2023. We have... Excess savings, deficit spending, stimulus, more QE from the Fed, an infrastructure bill, and most importantly, euphoria from getting this event behind us. That euphoria is what I can already see building in consumers, right? Which is which are the folks I've been tracking for you know almost thirty years, uh, and the, that is going to cause. Lots of good things. 
Uh, it's also going to help the job market because a lot of the euphoria is going to be experienced-based. Uh, as I've shared with you just in the last month or so, I broke down and, and bought a nice trip. I think that is happening across the country and, frankly, across the world. And again, this will this will extend into 2023 because of what I talked about yesterday. The world is kind of coming out of this funk unevenly, right? I think yesterday we talked about Asia being first, the U.S. second, Europe and South America are going to be behind us. That's good. That will extend the euphoria as other you know, parts of the world kind of join the party, if you will. Uh, there is a risk, you know, a fly in the ointment, whatever kind of, you know, analogy you want to use. Uh, it is uh, inflation. Uh, Jamie Dimon clearly doesn't want to say it, but having read, read his kind of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, letter, I guess. I think he, he knows it's a bigger risk than the Fed is talking about. I think he knows the tenure is going to go higher uh, because, again, we have lots, trillions of dollars to kind of put out there. And kind of one of the one of the things you got to do when you pump out a lot is you got to raise the interest rate, right? You got to you got to reward the people buying it. So it is interesting to see what's going on. But yeah, I think an economic boom is ahead of us. I've been talking about the roaring 20s. I do think it's I've shared with you that I believe instead of being a decade like the last time, I believe we are operating in a hyper cycle, so maybe it'll be four or five years. Uh, so act accordingly. Next up, I've talked about these avoidable, avoidable foreclosures and that being a new term. A lot of people have asked me to create a separate video about what just happened. Uh, I'll do that, uh, but I'll leave you here. You know, who do you think they're trying to help? It's obviously being positioned to help homeowners, right? No one should be hurt by this. You can you can hear all the you can hear them playing the heartstrings. But in reality, when I step back, I think it's cute that they're trying, you know, they're trying to position this as helping homeowners. I don't buy it for a minute. Uh, I believe they're trying to help the banks. They want to make sure the banks stay solvent. They make sure they want to start another cascading environment. So they're 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 restricting supply that would normally hit the market or delaying supply. They're going to have avoidable foreclosures. Everybody and their brother is going to get a loan workout. Um, you know, I don't know, nine out of 10, eight out of 10. The, the distressed supply that you and I might be banking on as investors ain't coming. And why is that? I think they want to protect the banks, but I'll do a separate video on it, kind of break it down. Um, I don't know. Is it a good thing or bad thing? Again, I don't. I don't pass judgment. I just try to figure out how I can operate in the environment. Uh, I can tell you, if you own uh, single families with fixed rate debt, you're going to be pretty happy. Uh, so we shall see what happens. Uh, I think what we are seeing in the market today is that great rotation that I've been talking about for eight to ten weeks. Again, kind of the reopening stocks are going to have a good. I mean, they're going to have easy comps, right? Man. Airlines, cruise lines, movie theaters, it's kind of the anything experience base is going to have a good four to six quarters as it just has easy comps or layups. One thing I can't understand is the tenure. Uh, last time I checked, I think the tenure was down to 1.65, a full, you know, one point below um, kind of where it was. I don't have an explanation. I would not have thought it would have fell that far. I would have thought the blowout jobs number from last Friday would have held steady at 1.75, as I kind of shared yesterday. 
I don't know. It could be it could be the Fed coming in. It could be lots of reasons. Uh, don't know. I I hope it goes lower. Don't don't hear me wrong. I would love for the ten year to be under one percent because that would make mortgage rates for you and I cheaper. I just don't. I don't see it. But man, I'd love to be wrong. Uh, mortgage and refi demand down week on week, year on year. Uh, mortgage refi demand is down twenty percent year on year. Uh, and actually 5% week-on-week, so pretty significant. Uh, Purchase apps are down 5% week-on-week, but actually kind of just a sign of the times, up 51% year-on-year. Remember last year, we're kind of right in the throes of the shutdown, and there was a little window where no transactions were happening in real estate. That's this week, 52 weeks ago. Now for the big question. This This is the... This is depressing. Mm, Is it depressing? Yeah, it's depressing. The median net worth. This is not average. You got to be very careful with these mathematical terms, right? Average takes into account the outliers, you know, the uh, Zuckerbergs of the world who pull everybody up. So it's the median, right? You have 500 people. It's the 250th or 251st person in the list. But the median net worth by decade. What should we do? Let's start young. So if you're under 35, the median net worth is 14 grand. That's terrible. All right. If you're 35 to 44, median net worth 91 grand. Um, I'm going to say that's terrible also. 45 to 54, this is the age group I find myself. Median net worth, 168. You've been working 25 to 35 years, uh, 25 to 30 years, and, and your net worth is 168. That don't work. And then finally, if you're 55 to 64, the median net worth is 212 grand. A couple of things when I see stuff like this. One is it convinces me owning assets is important. You have to own assets. You got to get on the property ladder, house hack, uh, live in flip. There's lots of advantages that uh, individuals can take to get on the property ladder. Um, also, it kind of shows me that the whole save your way to being a millionaire, the whole, you know, that whole approach doesn't really work for everyone because life gets in the way. But yeah, I'm not sure which one hurts the most. Being being, let's call it 60, with a net worth of 200? Because that just means you're going to work. You're going to be a greeter at Walmart or something, right? You can't really live on 200 grand plus Social Security. Although I got to tell you, 35-year-olds with 14 grand, that doesn't feel, that feels equally bad. I don't know. That's what I got for you today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Normally, we speak with Anna Kelly at 8 o'clock. We are actually postponing that till Friday. Because all of my experts are very, very busy in their business. So Anna asked if we can move it to Friday because she's uh, doing an inspection and potentially a closing. So let's wish her well on her deal. And we will bring Anna live Friday instead of Wednesday. We will have Mortgage Matt at 930. And then I have something special I'm working on at 10 o'clock that may come out today or tomorrow. We'll see. Take care, everyone. Remember, today's a good day to make some money. And let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.